fourth beatitude in Matthew 5, 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. God has put eternity in our hearts, and we have an insatiable longing. We try to satisfy it with scenic vacations, accomplishments of creativity, stunning movie productions, national sports extravaganzas, managerial excellence, etc., etc. But the longing remains. What do we do with that? St. Augustine said, Thou madest for thyself, and our hearts are restless until our rest in ye. Restlessness and longing are universal traits of the human heart. C.S. Lewis said, If I find in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. But what is righteousness? According to the ATF Bible Dictionary, the definition is, and follows, rectitude, justice, holiness, an essential perfection of God's character and of his ministration. The righteousness of Christ includes the spotless holiness, his perfect obedience, the law demands, and the righteousness of faith is that imputed to the sinner who believes in Christ. End of quote. A very basic definition is found in Genesis 15:6, And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. The application of the figure of eating and drinking to spiritual things is often found in the Old Testament. <clears throat> but in verse 6, Jesus is pointing to the craving, not to the participation. He spoke first of the consciously poor in spirit, next of those who mourned over their poverty, then of those who are ready to receive whatever teaching or chastisement might be given them. Here it is a true longing for a right relation to God. Intense longing, such as, as can only be compared to that of a starving man for food. It is sure of satisfaction. The trial in the desert is recent, and this well may be part of the lesson which Jesus had learned there. The craving of bodily hunger has become a parable of that higher yearning after righteousness and thirsting for God. Desire after earthly goods are frustrated or end in satiety and weariness. To this only belongs the promise that, that who, who thus hungers and thirsts shall assuredly be filled. The same thoughts are found in John 4. John 4, 14 about whoever drinks the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The three Beatitudes leading up to the hunger for righteousness in verse 6 are descriptions of emptiness or passivity. Poverty-stricken, mourning over sin and misery, humbly accepting criticism, without retaliation or defensiveness. These three do not convey, at least to me, any feeling or completeness that Christians long for. Isn't it natural that following these three, the Lord would say, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled with righteousness. In other words, after pronouncing a blessing upon those who recognize their emptiness 
and don't try to justify or defend themselves, Jesus now moves from emptiness to fullness by saying that hunger and thirst for righteousness is also blessed. Look at Matthew 5.20 for another use of righteousness. Then what follows is the rest of the chapter 5 are six illustrations how righteousness must surpass the righteousness of, of the scrupulous law keepers of the day and the religious professionals. Note that the promise of satisfaction is made to those who hunger and, and thirst and not to those who simply hunger for God. Jesus, in my opinion, means God's righteousness, a righteousness like God's, and a righteousness that God gives. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That has to be the same as saying, hunger and thirst for righteousness. When we hunger and thirst for righteousness, we don't look to our own resources. We look to God. So it is neither neither either or, we hunger simply for the righteousness of God. Deep and lasting satisfaction for our souls comes not from the lights of this world or from a merely religious experience. Satisfaction comes for God to those who possess in life to know him in the struggle and to be like him in the world. Matthew five forty eight. Ye therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Scripture says it best. 2 Corinthians 5.21 God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Psalm 17.15 As for me, I will behold the face of righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with, with thy likeness. Psalm 63.1 and 2 God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body yearns for you in a dry and weary land without water. Psalm 107.9 He satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. And finally there's Psalm 84.2 My soul longeth, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. There is a direct quote from Oswald Chambers. And I quote, It is not Christ for me unless I am determined to have Christ in me. Make it a very blessed day.